Thank you, Brother Sammy. I appreciate the opportunity to to be able to to teach tonight, and uh, I guess moving forward, he he did ask me, you know, what, how, you know, how many, how many you got there? I said, well, uh, three or four right now. But I said it looks like an open-ended thing on at least on my end and preparing something on prayer because I mean the Bible talks a lot about prayer. So I, I thought a lot about this. I, I thought, you know, what's, <laughs> he said, well, what's the title to it? And I'm like, well, I'm not that sophisticated. I, you know, I didn't want to. I said, well, let me think about that, and I'll get back to you. So I come up with, uh, this was what I come up with, a dynamic connection to a powerful God. And I really, and Kyle prayed this when he prayed, and, and a way to, for us to be able to communicate with God we have this connection through prayer. And prayer is dynamic, and God is powerful. So I thought, well, that, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a good title, so that's what we titled it. Uh, this is kind of a, an opening introduction, and where this, where this ends, it'll end whenever he gets uh, his study ready on the covenants. And uh, I'm looking forward to the millennial uh, part. That's uh, millennium millennial reign of christ is um that's interesting to me and there's there's a lot in there about it but it's kind of scattered all over the place so it's kind of hard to put together so i'm looking forward to that um i'm i'm kyle just go ahead if you don't care and get uh luke chapter 11 i didn't give you this one but luke chapter 11 verse 1 if you want to or katie um we'll we'll look at that but while she's getting that ready I want to just mention a few things about prayer in the Bible. There are, and I handed these out to you, I, I thought these numbers were amazing to me, is there are 650 prayers listed in the Bible. 650, and there are approximately 450 recorded answers to prayer in the Bible. The Bible records Jesus praying 25 different times during his earthly ministry. And in the Bible, Paul mentions prayer, prayers, prayer reports or prayer requests or exhortations to pray 41 different times. Although prayer can and should uh, be done from any bodily position, the Bible lists five specific postures. Sitting, and this is in 2 uh, Samuel chapter 7, verse 18. I've seen people, I've had people to ask, and I've had people to actually talk about, well, how, how do you pray? How do you pray? Well, the Bible mentions these five different ways and how, how people pray. Um, there's there's, there's uh, some things that we're going to get into maybe next week about Jesus mentioned about some of the Pharisees when they would pray, Jesus said that they would stand in the marketplace, meaning they would stand and they were proud, you know, and they, and they just, you know, they just let her, let her roll out. I mean, they had these long, eloquent prayers, and, and it was actually, you know, uh, not anything positive to what their prayer was because it was just a bunch of words. So, and we'll talk about that, but I've prayed sitting down before. <laughs> I've, I've prayed standing and nowadays, you know, in, in, in church service, I, I imagine everywhere, 
But if Brother Sammy calls on Jimmy to pray, Brother Jimmy, would you dismiss, don't dismiss us, but if, if you, would you dismiss us tonight? And Jimmy's probably going to stand and he's going to pray. And he, he'll do that out of respect of God and out of, out of respect of, of who God is. And, and it's, it's just it's kind of a sign of respect. It's not a sign of, to us, it's not a sign of uh, arrogance like it was with the Pharisees. But sitting and praying, standing and praying, Mark eleven twenty five, 25, kneeling. And we, we, know, we know that one's in there a lot. Chronicles 6, 13. And you remember something about Daniel in chapter 6, verse 10. What did he do? He knelt three times, three times a day, didn't he? And he prayed. Luke 22, 41. Acts 7, 60. Uh, Acts 9, 40. Acts 20, 36, Acts 21, and 5. So here is a lot about prayer in the early part of the church. Ephesians 3, 14, with someone's face to the ground. And Matthew 26, 39, and Mark 14, 35, and with hands lifted up, 1 Timothy 2 and 8. So what is the correct posture in praying? What would you say? <laughs> it really, just pray, right? I mean, there's, you know, we can, we can go through all of them, and, it, and all of them was, had, had everything to do with bowing down and, and bent over. And, and one, of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament is when Elijah prays. And I don't know if you remember, he's on the top of Mount Carmel, and, he, and, uh, and he's praying, and they're praying for rain. And this is actually mentioned in the book of, of James at the end, in James chapter 5, where, where James mentioned that, that the uh, prayer of a righteous man, what? Avails much. And this was actually talking about Elijah. And Elijah prayed, and the, and the position that Elijah got down in is he not only got down on his knees, he got down on his knees and pulled his hand, pulled everything around. And I mean, he was just... He was as close down to the ground as you can possibly get on, on your knees. And that was, his, that was his way of being able to pray. He prayed, and guess what happened? Rain came. <laughs> I, that's one of my, that's one, we may look at that just a little bit in some of this study, but uh, there was, there was one, this, one, this one point to where he kept asking the servant, he said, do you see, they're up on top of that mountain, he said, do you see any, any, any rain coming? And uh, as it's not exact wording in here, but you see any rain coming? And he, he, he nope, nope. And he kept, he kept kneeling down and praying. And he said, all right, check now. And then finally, after several times, he, he, he looks up and he says, is, is there any rain coming? And he said, well, I'll see a cloud way out there. And it's about as big as a man's hand. And Elijah told him, he said, run, <laughs> run. And get so. In other words, it's it's coming. So, uh, but this James was talking about Elijah when he prayed and, and the position. It, it's you pray in any position, uh, posture. And Jesus model for how. And we're going to look at this too. Uh, this is actually in two different sections of Scripture in the New Testament. And Jesus model for how his disciples should pray. In Luke 11, 1 through 4, he provides five areas of focus 
that God's name be honored and the focus on His everlasting glory. Father, hallowed be Your name. That kingdom, that God's kingdom come, the focus on His eternal will and that God's provision is given, the focus on Your present, where He says, give us this each day our daily bread, and then God's forgiveness is granted, the focus on our past, the forgiveness of sins, and that God's deliverance be provided, the focus on our future. So this is, we're going, we're going to look at this. Probably next week we're going, to, we're going to look at this. This is one of the reasons, Brother Sammy, I said this thing is probably open-ended because when you start looking at this and you start thinking about how you open prayer and you, and you open, and, and he says, hallowed be your name. Talking about hallowed or holy is God's name. I mean, how many weeks can you spend on that? You can spend a lot on just on just on the introduction or and 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 he tells us and we'll get to this but jesus doesn't necessarily pray these words he's saying pray in this manner and he mentions this and he said pray in this manner in other words pray and praise the lord when you when you open your prayer when you start your prayer this is one of the things that we do so uh the bible um the bible list well let me go ahead. Yeah, the Bible lists at least nine main types of prayer. The prayer of faith in James 5.15. The prayer of agreement, known as corporate prayer. Acts 2.42, the prayer of request, known as petition or supplication. Philippians 4.6, the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of worship. The prayer of consecration, or also known as dedication. The prayer of intercession. The prayer of... Uh, imprecation and the prayer uh, uh, praying in the spirit and we'll we're going to talk about all of those but um, uh, tonight I want us to be able to just to start out and look and I I won't be that long tonight I'm praying <laughs> that I won't be long tonight but I want us to be able to look first at Luke chapter 11 and I want us to look at a question or something that the disciples asked Jesus now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So this is when Jesus goes into the prayer, and he goes, you know, and verse 2 says, so he said to them, when you pray, say. You know, and, and, so, and we'll get into that next week. But it's interesting to me, this thing prayer that you know about prayer is the disciples didn't ask jesus teach us how to multiply those fish and, and the bread jesus teach us how to do that and he didn't say teach us lord how to uh, uh teach us how to how to heal somebody teach us how to uh teach us how to turn water into wine they probably didn't need to do that a whole lot so you know that he they they weren't they weren't asking all this, this stuff where it was some kind of a physical thing. What amazed them was this connection that the Son had with the Father, that Jesus had with the Father. And he said, and so, so they, they said to him, after he got through praying there, he said, Lord, teach us to pray. Because he said John taught his disciples how to pray, and they knew by, by this time that Jesus was the Messiah. And he said, they said, teach us how to pray. So he goes into this. 
My question tonight, and I just type this out here, why pray? Why pray? So as we as we think in terms of that, and I, you go ahead and you can go ahead and answer. I, I, this is maybe Sunday morning will be different, but Sunday night or Wednesday night, I'm kind of open to people saying things. So if you want to say something, feel free to say something. But but I, the reason that I even started doing this is because months ago, I I, I was I really felt God leading me. Uh, maybe at the end of what was going on at when, when I was at Crooked Oak, and I, so I really started to pray about that, and I really started to dive in. Not not that I've never prayed, it, and I pray every day, but I I really really started to try to focus on prayer. And I'm probably not the one that should be up here teaching about prayer because there's several that's in here that I know that their prayer life is probably far more advanced than what mine is. But what I want to be able to do is teach us what the Bible says about prayer. And we find many occasions in the Bible where Jesus prayed. We talked about that. So my question tonight is why pray? Why, why did I need to be able to pray um, the prayers that I was praying? Why do you pray the prayers that you pray? Philip? Good. That's, to me, that's the, that's a, uh, you did good. I'm, I'm, I'm almost glad Terry wasn't here so he couldn't mess that one up. But y'all can tell, yeah, I, I, Terry, I'm going to get on him. But <laughs> uh, the, the connection part is, is the thing to me. Um, we started, we started doing the D groups here years ago. And uh, first go around, I didn't go through that. And then the second year, I, I, I went, through, uh, went through on a D group. And that was the one thing that amazed me, I think, the most, was that my prayer life was just, it, it, it just increased way more than it ever has in being able to do that D group. Was any, am I the only one... That, Jimmy, you went through a D group. Did, were, did, did that kind of happen to you too, that, that way? Um, there's something about being able, to, being able to sit down with other men and, and, and also having a set thing to where you, you sit down and you read the Bible and you, and you pray. And I think the thing that maybe helped me the most was writing my prayers out. I'd write my prayers out. When we would do that, uh, and I kept... You know, uh, Kyle, you, you know that you probably said in the first group that we had, but Joel would keep, keep saying, well, just wait till the hear journals. You wait for the hear journals. And man, when we got to the hear journals, I mean, it just, it, it all made sense. And then I started, to, I started to have this connection with God that, and I've had a connection with God before, but it seemed to be his voice was clearer because I was in his word and because I was praying like I was supposed to be praying every day. Well, that's simple to do, right? Do we do that every day? Now, do we do that? We, we might not. I don't like I was because I'm not, I, I'm, I need structure. I need that structure to be able to help me. Um, praying is a discipline. 
Amen? <laughs> it, is, it is just like, um, I heard somebody the other day talking about prayer. It's just like going to the gym. <laughs> you know, it, it, you've, you, you, can, you can go to the gym and then sometimes it, it seems to be real early in the morning or you've got something else to do if it's later in the evening to being able to go to the gym. But and except you, you go out and you just run on the road. You and uh, uh, Pete, Peter Snots. Well, I'll talk about Peter. I'm going to bring Peter Snots into this before long, okay? I'll explain that later. Y'all may not know. Do y'all know who Peter Snots is? Anybody? Okay. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. It is. That, so, you know, I titled this A Dynamic Connection to a Powerful God. We know that we serve a powerful God. But our dynamic connection to Him is through prayer. That is it. There, there's, there's really, I mean, we're connected through Him because of our faith in Jesus Christ. But that, that connection point is prayer. I meant to do this, and I just... I just forgot it. I was going to, it's probably good that I didn't. I was going to bring a light in here, like a drop light. You men know what a drop light is with, a, with an extension cord. And I was going to get Philip to run that extension cord over there and plug it up. To make the light come on, you can't just stand up here and hold it without any electricity running through it, right? Well, that, that connection to being able to go to that light is through that extension cord. That's what prayer is. And being able to, for us to be able to connect to God, that's how we connect to God. When, when Jesus gives us in, in, uh, in John chapter 15, when he starts talking about abide in me, do you understand and know how you abide in him? That, that's part of the process in being able to pray and being part of him. So why pray, and, and Philip, you answer correctly, is it, it's our connection to God. It really is. So, let's look at uh, let's look at the out. I'm just I'm gonna I just put down here a few of these that that I wanted to be able to look at tonight. And like I said, this is more of an introduction, but we're going to get deeper into all of these things as as we move on. But number one, why pray? Because it's a form of serving God. It's a form of serving God. Let's look at Luke chapter two, verse thirty six. Through 38. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, and she was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. So there was, she was in her life, was she fasted? And she also prayed, and that is a way, uh, that, that's, that's a form of serving God is, is through prayer. Number two, God commands us to pray. That's, that's really a good one anyway, right? God commands us to pray in Philippians 4, 6-7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, as we're looking at this, God commands us to pray. So it's not, a, it's not one of these things that it's optional. <laughs> it's, it's not optional. For, for the believer, for the, for the Christian, prayer is service. Prayer is commanded by, by God uh, through His Word for us to be able to pray. And I, number three, I just thought this was the best one. I mean, Jesus prayed. I mean, why do we pray? Because Jesus prayed. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be like Christ. So if Jesus prayed, then we should pray. Number four, God uses prayer to be a way that He gives solutions to our situations. <laughs> I put down here five of these things. Yeah, I, this was, that, to me, because Philip, this is where the connection comes as far as why we, why we pray. God uses us and He gives a solution. Anybody ever prayed and you, got a, and, and you had a solution and you believe with all your heart, you know that it was because of prayer. Raise your hand. Would, would you be willing to share that? Uh, Brother Sammy? Well, I prayed, uh, prayed, about, you know, prayed about certain things about what God's will is and if you're going through a situation. I watched recently and I prayed. God, uh, through the process of the day, uh, led me to a friend. And this friend, uh, thank God, put him, put him in my presence. Yeah. Um, it's always almost comical to me when when you've prayed about something and and you're like, and then you get your answer and it's so clear, <laughs> and you're like, well, it's got to be an easier way, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's that's, but it, it's 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 amazing. That when God says, "Okay, right here's your answer," and, the, and the, so there's a there's a solution. Um, now these solutions are different different things, but number one, I just put down here that we pray when making major decisions. We pray when making major decisions. We'll just read Luke six twelve, uh, verse verse twelve says, "Now it came to pass those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God." And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and, and from them he chose twelve whom he did, who, who also he named apostles. Now this was, this was a, major, a major decision that Jesus was going through because he was choosing his, his disciples. He was choosing his apostles. Who was, they were going to follow him. <laughs> these, these twelve, they were going to change the world. And so we, we pray when making major decisions. Now, what are major decisions for us? Well, uh, a job. <laughs> Anybody ever prayed about a job before? Uh, what about, uh, I was thinking through all this, but <laughs> uh, 
I don't know why this has been on. I guess because I've been gone and we come back and you know, and then this the the church building that that we have that we serve and worship in here. Uh, you know, there was there was that was a major decision for our church to be able to to do what we did and go the direction that we went uh, as far as rebuilding. Um, I remember I told I told this story before, <laughs> Brother Sammy. I when it was when we decided, you know, that we had the trailers up here and, and we were going to have to, and I thought, man, we're, we're in good shape. We got a lot of, we had a big policy, a, uh, a big policy, in, in, or what I thought was a big policy for insurance. We're going to be able to build a sanctuary. We're going to build, uh, we're going to build a new family life center. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to have a parking deck out here. I mean, it's going to be this. This is going to be amazing out here in the middle of out here in the middle of Phil Campbell. What this church? And then we started trying to figure out. Oh well, that's not mm, that's not a lot of money. <laughs> so we had to take that money and put some more money with it that we borrowed. And and uh, and and but through all this, there was a lot of prayer. This was a major decision of. of of which direction that we went. So we asked God as a church, not just Brother Sammy. Brother Sammy did. Our, our, our deacons, our leaders, our, our whole church prayed about what to do. And I remember we, we got the plans in front of us and we voted. What was, what was the vote to be able to build what we built? You remember? It was 100%. There was nobody voted against it. <laughs> And, I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that was an answer to prayer. As far I mean, the first thing you want to do, you don't want to tear the church apart by building something that, you know, so all of a sudden, God just answers this prayer about, about this major decision that we were going to have in being able to rebuild this church. There's, what about marriage? That's a major, major, major decision. You're going to have to live with Him for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, that's a major decision or she's going to have to live with me the rest of her life. We pray when facing spiritual war. Spiritual war. Spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6. And there's, this, is, this text is in here a couple of different times. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, I'll go ahead and finish. And, and for me, that, that utterance may be given to me that I may be open, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now, Paul, this is at the end of this section of Scripture where it talks about spiritual warfare. And Paul says you need to be able to pray, pray, pray about spiritual warfare. The next one, we pray to bring people to know God or to know Christ. Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So we pray this. Um, you, ever, you ever pray for somebody to come to know Christ? It's a major, major prayer. We pray to gain strength over temptation. Matthew 26, 
Verse 41. Watch and pray, lest you enter the temp- inner temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we need to be able to pray for strength over temptation. The next one, we pray to help strengthen the Christian brothers and sisters. In Ephesians, I'm not going to read that again, but Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20, Paul was asking for prayer for other brothers and sisters in Christ. So we pray to strengthen others. I mean, that's what we were doing here tonight. Have you looked at this? Have you looked at, at at your prayer list on the back? Several names on there. And we pray, Philip. We pray for Carolyn. You know, I mean, we, we pray for those who are in our church. We pray for those who have been mentioned that are not in our church. We pray for those who, are on, who may be on here that don't know Christ. So we, we pray for them. And the last one tonight, number five. God uses prayer for specific requests when we ask in His will. Now, we'll get started here next week. We'll look at Matthew chapter 6. But uh, God uses prayer for specific requests when we ask in His will. And we see this in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So God will reward you in your prayers. Romans 8, 26-27 Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according, y'all look at the rest, did y'all see that? According to what? To the will of God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to what? His will. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have petitions that we have asked of Him. So, this leads to the last point here. Does God answer prayer? <laughs> I do what, Philip? I answered the question. Yes, Well, he answers. He answers. He answers prayer. God answers prayer, and those answers sometimes are yes, and those answers sometimes are no, and those answers sometimes are yes, but wait. Now, those are the yeses. I mean, I love it when those happen, right? But there's been a lot of times in my life that I prayed and God said no. And a lot of those times, well, all of the time that God ever said no, it was for my good and probably for the people's good around me. And then there's times when I prayed and God said, wait. Sometimes there's a, there's a point to where we, 
we think we're not being heard, that God's not hearing our prayers, but He's saying, wait. Wait, your answer is coming, wait. So, tonight as we, as we look at this, a dynamic connection to a powerful God, um, and just kind of in thinking into next week, I want us to be able to just, just to focus on, on this, on this connection that we have, and we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, uh, we're probably going to look at Luke chapter 11, probably going to look some at Luke chapter 18. So, any questions or comments, Brother Sammy's going to stand and answer, <laughs> answer anything on prayer tonight. <laughs>